The scheduled 705 start for game two of the three game series between Fort Wayne and Lake County has been pushed back as to when we'll get underway. We don't know as of yet. But it does give us some time to talk with the beat writer from the Fort Wayne Journal Gazette, uh, Dylan Sin. And Dylan, uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things over the next few minutes, but the first thing I want to ask you about last night's ball game. After finishing a seven-game road trip where the Tin Caps lost four in Dayton, won three in Bowling Green, you know, frickin' frack, whatever you want to call it, it's been that kind of a year. But they got the win last night, the two home runs from Ruiz and Curry and Ryan Weathers in the bullpen combined to allow just two runs on five hits. And lo and behold, for, after losing five in a row, the Tin Caps have now won four in a row with two games to go in the first half. Yeah, it was, it was a great game last night, a great win to kind of continue that momentum uh, from that three-game series that they had in Bowling Green, which was very important for them. Uh, they, they said that they tried to kind of flush uh, the Dayton series away. They didn't play well. They didn't really want to think about it. They had what Michael Curry called a heart-to-heart meeting uh, with manager Anthony Contreras about uh, that Dayton series and how they kind of want to just get rid of it. Uh, and they turned around and won three straight in Bowling Green, kind of caused some chaos at the top of the Eastern <laughs> Division. Uh, and then they, they kept doing that last night here against Lake County with a Great win, uh, great overall performance by the pitching staff. Um, as you said, home runs from Curry and Ruiz, and then uh, great outings in the bullpen from uh, Smith and Jose Quezada and uh, Ryan Weathers uh, getting the start. It was just a great game overall and a great way to start this series. 32-34, and 34, mm-hmm. the record, with hopefully two games to play yet in the first half. Two games were lost because of weather situation. Uh, Take a, a moment, look back. Your thoughts on the first half of the season fourth Tin Caps? Well, as usual with these young teams that the Tin Caps have had over the last few years, uh, there were some growing pains, and there continue to be some growing pains, especially uh, late April, early May. They really struggled because they got off to that hot start. They were playing very well early in the season. Then they did have uh, some struggles. The pitching staff kind of, uh, they started out very, very well, the starting pitching especially, and then late April, early May, they started struggling a little bit, and it was kind of spread out throughout the staff. Ryan Weathers went on the DL, and everyone else kind of struggled. Uh, and then lately, they've uh, really picked it back up on the pitching side, and that's been the key, has been almost every single one of these pitchers uh, has been pitching terrifically over the last few weeks, and that's really helped them kind of get back on track here, get back closer to 500. They were as many as seven games under. At one point, they've climbed back to within two here late in the first half. They're going to need some more hitting in the second half. If they're going to make a playoff push in the second half, they're going to need some more hitting from more guys than just Xavier Edwards and Tukapita Marcano. They need other guys to step up and guys have at certain points throughout the first half. We've seen big games from Dwayne Williams Sutton. We've seen big games from Lee Solomon, Luis Almanzar. We've seen big games from Grant Little but not on a consistent enough basis and that's what needs to change uh, in the second half and I think it will. I think those are talented players. They're getting their bearings here and after the All-Star break uh, they'll be much better. Not to make any excuses because I don't think anyone in the organization would allow me to do so. But you mentioned some names of players who at one time or another has spent time on the injured list. Yeah, Grant Little just came back last night. Luis Almanzar still. Dwayne Williams Sutton still on the injured list. And you had some other players. Tukapita Marcano was out for a while. Uh, Xavier Edwards even missed a, about a week early in the season. And and so it's a case of, A, you got to get healthy. But boy, the thought process and we've seen this now, again, the Ten Caps with the youngest team in the Midwest League. They have been that way every 
every year since 2014. When the weather finally started breaking better, warmer temperatures, if not uh, not so much rain and no snow, the players who are from warm weather climates finally started to feel more comfortable, and we're seeing the results of that now. We are, and that's something that we've seen over the last three or four weeks is this team has been, other than that Dayton series, this team has been much more consistent. They've they've brought more energy on, on a given night, and that's what manager Anthony Contreras wants to see on a consistent basis is he wants to see competitiveness. He wants to see, even if you don't go out and get a win, he wants to see his team have competitive at-bats on both sides. Pitchers have competitive at-bats. Hitters have competitive at-bats. He wants to see that throughout the game. You don't fall behind early and then kind of play out the string in the late innings, defensive miscues, things of that nature. Um, and that's what we've seen more of recently has been that consistency. And that's the key for a young team is finding that groove, finding the rhythm, finding the uh, what works for you in a, on a preparation basis and doing that every single day. And that that's what uh, winning teams do. Next Tuesday night over in South Bend, three tin caps will be representing the team and on the Eastern Division All-Star team. Ryan Weathers, who started last night, he is on the team. He will not pitch because of the situation because he started last night and it's every six or seven days for him to pitch. Xavier Edwards will be the starter at second base. And Henry Henry, a 7-1 and one record and five saves. He'll be in the bullpen. Um, your thoughts first on those three players and what they have done so far this season? Well, uh, Xavier Edwards has been as advertised. He is exactly who he thought he'd be before the start of the season. The One of the best hitters, if not the best contact hitter in the league. One of the fastest guys in the league. He's leading the league with a 352 batting average, uh, getting on base at almost a 400 clip. The power isn't quite there yet. He's mostly a singles hitter right now, but you can see a little bit more of it starting to come around. Uh, the they started throwing him some more off-speed pitches early in at-bats. He had to adjust to that, but now he's adjusted to the adjustment, which is always what you want to see from a young player, and he has multiple hits in four straight games now. Um, for Ryan Weathers, the season started out terrific. Uh, he had those early dominant starts where he seemed like possibly the best pitcher in the entire league, and I still think he has that in him. It's just uh, he needs to get back uh, from this arm fatigue that kept him out for several weeks, um, and his velocity has not been quite where it was before star break those days off will help him as well and i think he can be a key player for the tin caps in the second half as he was expected to be henry henry has kind of been the wild card this year <laughs> he as you said seven and one record he's a reliever and yet he leads the league and wins yeah has five saves leads the team in saves and has kind of just been the, the tin caps joker in the late innings he they can use him anywhere they want uh from the sixth inning bridging the gap uh after a starter uh goes five or in the ninth trying to get a save in a pressure situation. He's done it all this year, and that's been key for this bullpen in holding it together and, and helping other guys to find their own roles. Under the current ownership of the San Diego Padres, their policy is not has been to not name a designated closer here in Fort Wayne. Now, I know Travis Radke filled the role for a part last year, and he made the all-star team last year. And Henry Henry uh, is going to represent the bullpen Tuesday night over in South Bend. But your thoughts on that policy to, to not establish one uh, prospect who they feel can possibly eventually fill the role of a closer up 
to train in the Padres system. Well, closer is such a specialized role, especially in the major leagues. You have a mindset as a closer. I'm going to be the guy that comes in late in games. I'm going to be the guy that, that gets those pressure outs. And I, I think that's something that they don't, they don't feel that minor leaguers need to have that extra pressure. They want these guys to go out there and deal with, with any situation that comes up. They don't want them to say, oh, I'm coming in the, in the ninth inning. They want them to be ready no matter what. And that helps them get into a rhythm we were talking about with the routine that helps them get into a nice uh, routine no matter what uh, is going on in the game. They don't want it uh, to be, I'm only going in if we're winning in the ninth inning. So I can see that, even though they have had plenty of good relievers here the last few years, I can see why they want to get guys that can pitch any time of the game. And so I understand it would be nice to have a designated closer, the guy that's nails in the ninth inning, but that's less important here than it is in the major leagues. It's interesting. There are two days left in the first half of this Midwest League season, and the, the procedure is two teams from each division in each half get to go to the playoffs post-Labor Day. Great Lakes has clinched the Eastern Division first-half title. Quad Cities has clinched the second, uh, first-half Western Division title. And yet, with two days to go, there are still races for the second and wild-card spot in both divisions. I mentioned earlier, Lake County, a game-and-a-half lead over Bowling Green with two to play. And over in the West, Burlington, a one-game lead over Cedar Rapids with two games to play. Uh, your thoughts on the process, the fact that Midwest League plays two 70-game halves as opposed to one entire 140-game season? I kind of like it, actually, because we've seen, as we talked about earlier, the Tin Caps, they are the youngest team in the league. They have been for several years. It takes them a little while to adjust to this level. And when teams have such a different uh, experience level, especially when they're as young as they are, it, it, the teams that are good in the first half can at times be radically different from the teams that are good in the second half. And you don't want a team that was dominant in the first half and had some of the best players in the league get called up. They struggle a little bit in the second half. You don't want them to miss out in the playoffs just because they had all their good players called up, uh, as the Tin Caps have had happen in some previous seasons. So... I like that they have the way they do it. I think that uh, if if a team is they've lose some of their good players, they'll probably be out early in the playoffs. Uh, but at least they get a shot in the playoffs, which they earn with a solid first half. And I, I like the way they do it, to be honest. Finally, let me put uh, ask you to put your crystal ball on. If we can assume, and you and I both know what the real meaning of assume means. But if this tin cap team can get and stay healthy in the second half, and because they're so young, if the majority of players that are here will be here for the entire second half as opposed to being moved up the system, what do you see in the Tin Caps in half number two, which starts next week over in Midland, Michigan? I expect the Tin Caps to make the playoffs in the second half. That's my crystal ball prediction. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, um, saying it's going to happen, but I, that's what I think will happen. Um, I think if they stay healthy, they have one of the most talented teams in the league. They have. They have starting pitching. They have relief pitching. They have enough hitting to get there. I think the hitting will be the key. Uh, the factor that uh, makes or breaks them in the second half. And if they're scoring runs, they're going to be tough to beat. I think Great Lakes is one of the best teams uh, in the entire league, and they were very dominant. But I think the Tin Caps can stay with them in the second half. It should be a fun race. And one post note. Great Lakes 
and Quad Cities were supposed to have played a three-game series in Davenport. And we all know the troubles that they had in Davenport with the flooding and a huge majority of the home games the River Bandits had in the first half were played elsewhere. They did not play the three-game series because Cedar uh, Quad Cities refused to move the series to Midland. If for some strange reason those two teams meet in the finals, what do you think may happen? Oh, that would be there. There'd be a little bit of bad blood there. I'm assuming <laughs> you, you, you like to see that at this level. Guys getting a little bit fired up. This level, most times guys are focused on developing. They're focused on uh, winning every at bat, uh, every night, and getting reps. But there's it's fun when there's some bad blood in this league, like they like. <laughs> there is in the major leagues. Little rivalries build up over small things like that. It, it can become something bigger, and that's what keeps minor league baseball fun. As always, I appreciate our get-togethers. we got a streak we have to keep intact tonight, assuming. And the skies are brightening, by the way, so hopefully we will get started sooner rather than later. But as always, thanks for coming on, and uh, we got to keep the streak alive. If not, you get to jump out the window at the end of the ball game tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. We're, gonna, we're going for 11 in a row tonight, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Dylan and our guest here, actually the uh, Bradley Golf Diamonds dugout report taking place up here in the press box tonight. We'll take a break. Evan will rejoin me and we'll give you the starting lineups, assuming we get this game underway and fill you in a little bit more as uh, the Tin Caps and the uh, Lake County Captains hope to start game two of a three-game series in just a little bit. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.